You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of The Game Corner. Going out slightly later this week than usual, but it's well worth it because we have, once again, the wonderful Dara O'Connor on with us. Dara, how are you doing? Hey, Ken, Doing great. Thanks for having me on. No worries. It's always a pleasure to chat to you. Uh, I've To kind of break the fourth wall here, the most recent edition of Nerd to Know was a wee bit on the mad side, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I actually edited it out today, so I'm like, actually, that's a great show. And it's funnier, <laughs> when I put the ads in it, it's funnier because it's like, <laughs> out of context, it's like, we, we came back literally in a second, but in, there's actually ads in it, so I'm going to add to it, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. It just looks like yeah. we've got really slow kettles or something like that. I don't know. I, I, I will eventually do the ads, but it's kind of funny or not as well, because it's like a running gimmick. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, uh, But... This week, we were thinking of doing the Star Wars games in general, because I believe you have the very impressive milestone of owning all the Star Wars games in total, apart from one you sold on protest. Is that correct? Not all of them, but I do, I have made it a quest to get as many as I can Right. have. And I have, uh, I threw up on the page, on the Facebook page, an article I wrote probably seven years ago the top 50 Star Wars games when I worked for What Culture that you have to play. Yeah. And that was my first article that got a million views. So that was really, wild. yeah. Back in the day, which was Tuesday. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that I put that up because that's kind of, you know, it, it's a, it's a genre that obviously really appealed to me and our franchise even, and you can do so much or so many different games to play. So I've been trying, I've been trying to, gather as many as i can except for fallen order which is the one you're referring to and i did sell that one in protest yes yes which i know is a big gesture on your part because like your relationship before we get into because i know you got a bit of news to talk about your relationship with like battlefront 2 was like up and down and up and down Mm. so it was seems like a very big gesture that you just didn't take to fallen order especially when everyone else seemed to like it not really like i think people like that it was a single player they kind of went back to uh went back to it because obviously under EA they were like yeah we're just going to do multiplayer games and mm. nobody wants to play single game, single player stories so I think that was why people liked it so much but when you do a search of Fallen Order it's interesting because there's some articles saying it's a good game but why don't I like why uh, I don't understand why I don't like it <laughs> and it's like yeah that's exactly what happened to me like it looks beautiful um, it's all that kind of stuff but it just it bored me to tears and um, I was just like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't good. You know, this is just, this is very hollow. Well, we'll swing on to more positive things because uh, before we get into the news, I know that's going to, I'm going to end up saying that until like 20 minute mark. Um, like these Star Wars games, it's worth mentioning. They aren't just games with the Star Wars license. George Lucas started LucasArts as like a wing of his own company and of the Star Wars universe back in the 80s and 90s, didn't he? I'm assuming you're kind of more up on this than I am. Yeah, so like LucasArts is an off-brand to Lucasfilm and a lot of it, uh, particularly near the end, um, 
or sorry, near the beginning was mm. before Star Wars kind of came back before the prequels. It was the only real way to continue Star Wars, I suppose, other than the books. And it's funny, some of the games like um, Rebel Assault and stuff, they actually used props from the movies. Oh like yeah, the actual from the actual original uh, OT trilogy. So that's why you kind of always had that air of um, legitimacy to it. Cause mm. It's like, whoa, it's these are the real. And I remember um, playing Rebel Assault Two. Um, this was the PS One many moons ago, and it had FMVs, and they're very primitive when you look at them now. But it was like, wow, you get to fly the Millennium Vulcan, you get to you know go on Y wings, and it's like, it was so crazy to see the actual. Um, props from the movies just been there used to kill the Endor and all this kind of stuff, and this was like in the mid nineties, so it it was that's what was always special about them having the having that there, you know. Yeah, and it's worth stressing that like you know now in this day and age, or especially more in the two thousands, every franchise had a game. Like each of the Harry Potter films had a game. The Simpsons had a multitude of games. But this was different. This wasn't just games with a Star Wars sticker slapped on it. These were kind of curated, weren't they? In the same way the books and the comics and like were. Well, initially you'd have your tie-in games. So if you go back further enough, you hit, you know, the Atari mm. and you hit the Master System and the SNES and all that kind of stuff. Um, they were all kind of tie-in games. So you're super... Super Empire Strikes Back, Super Star Wars, Super Return of the Jedi. Oh, I should it say, I did, until... I did try the Super Return of the Jedi on like a little game machine you got me at, at mm. our first convention. Mm. Oh, God, that is Tough. a punishing. I don't yeah. think I got my land speeder out of like a first, the first level. Like, No, they're tough. They're very tough. <laughs> I think the, the curated game, let's put it that way, the curated yeah. games were kind of a thing that were running parallel. So these were kind of games that you'd normally see on the, the PC mainly. That's when that's where you'd go for your Star Wars games that actually had substance rather than just a tie-in. Yeah. Other than Star Wars Arcade, because Star Wars Arcade is the kind of its own thing, and we'll get we get into that. But your created game, your created games were on the PC. So your Jedi Knight series, your Rogue Squadron series, which would go to and uh, end up being a Nintendo sixty four thing. Um, Obviously, X-Wing is a huge one. That thing is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, Rogue Squadron. So, like, there's so much to get through. But I think um, in the early days, if you were a console gamer, you were kind of screwed. You were going to get your tie-in. <laughs> but if you had a PC, you were going to get something a bit more substantive. And that's when you'd start getting uh, lore-building games. You know, like, games that brought in Call of Catan, games that expand, expanded out past um, episode 6 yeah. which was the only thing we had really other than the books you know and a lot of things would kind of jump back and forward so that's why it's important to not downplay these um, because it wasn't just a case of oh here's a movie because there was no movies up until the prequels there was only three movies and that was it yeah and like it's because I now I don't think I probably was into star wars as early as you were but like i got into star wars in 97 and like the right. likes of like say the rogue squadron game or shadow of the empire they were your kind of like you said your go-to things if you wanted more star wars at the time now we have a multitude yeah. of cartoons and stuff so you're right that really was 
to me emotionally the video games are as much star wars as the films do you know what i mean more so yeah i would say more so yeah like some of the best things that you've ever gotten star wars are the games not the movies like we'll get to it, but Knights of the Republic is probably the best Star you Wars thing ever made. You beat me to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason. Like that Knights of the Old Republic is one of those rare things where it's almost it's famous as an island now, and not just as a random Star Wars branch. Like people who haven't played it have at very least heard of it on its reputation yeah. as a series. Like, yeah, but also the same with Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight series is amazing. It has my favorite Star Wars character in it. Um. Oh. You know, as a rebel, rebel assault. Um, you know, a force unleashed. These are all things that took a life of their own, and are more famous as their own thing before the Disney uh, decanonization, which thankfully looks like they're going to roll back on. Yeah. So that's good. Um, but it's like without these, the Star Wars franchise would be be non-existent. Really, that's mm. kind of like the biggest problem that like. We talked about this on the show that, like, when you're talking about the movies, the movies only do so much. They're very, they're very like shallow in in a lot of sense. Like, the well, prequels... there's, there's only so much room you can do with a movie. In well, fairness, that's it. you know exactly that's it. And like the prequels, for all their hate, I will say that the prequels are more important for what they get with the sandbox that George Lucas gets. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I wrote another article a couple like around the same time that the the um. The Xbox is like a treasure trove for Star Wars games, <laughs> and that's be- and literally the original Xbox because it was a, a, you know, in up for two thousand and five was a mid tier PC, mm. right? So you could play all these PC games on it, and if you're looking for something, well, I know people have PCs now, but you know if you were looking for it back in the day, the only choice you could have was to really go for an Xbox, and that's why we got Knights of the Republic. But there was a whole rake of Star Wars games made after the prequels including Knights of the Republic based on the world that it opened up because it's like oh well we can actually we can go beyond this we go beyond the parameters set by George Lucas that even you know early on into this kind of expanded universe thing they were like right there's only so much we can do Mm. (laughs) we kind of have to go back rather than keep going forward because you know anyone who's read the books knows that you jump back and forward and you go it's a whole thing right but the best thing about Star Wars was in this media was it's like you could kind of do whatever you wanted. And that's what the best games kind of did, you know. But yeah, we'll get into them. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set some rules. <laughs> so the first rule is since I'm going to go through five, I'm only going to pick one pair of series. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and um, by series, I mean, so for example, Battlefront 2 won't be the same as EA Battlefront. Yes, right? yes, fair. Yeah, yeah. So there are the only rules I have. But some news that I wanted to mention real quick, just by happenstance, because I thought it was a joke until <laughs> I saw it. Um, there's going to be, for all you Sims fans, um, which, you know, no shame in it. I'm a big fan of the Sims too. Uh, Sims 4 is getting a story-driven Star Wars DLC, and this broke today, uh, yesterday. What? Yeah. So Thursday's afternoon, GameCon's open night, released a new story-driven t- game pack called Star Wars journey to batu so batu is obviously um the outpost the, the the park isn't it the yeah. star wars land yep, yeah correct. yeah yeah um so yeah look, look it looks pretty sweet i'm 100 percent buying this and um 
Yeah, so in expected Star Wars fashion, you can build lightsabers for your Sims and gain your lightsaber sparring, build droids and help out on faction missions. Kyber crystals are a key component to lightsaber crafting, so you can also bring them home. And yeah, so that's going to be fun. So Star Wars is going to, they're obviously going to bring in stuff from Mandalorian as well, apparently. But yeah, so this is coming, let me find the release date. Uh, it doesn't say, but it will be twice. Oh yeah, uh, September 8th. That's and, yeah, that's okay. Soon. That's wow. I feel like the entire world has changed because we spent like four months just reviewing The Simpsons on the Nerd to Know main show, and now all of a the sudden, world Bill, Bill, like <laughs> Bill and Ted has apparently come out today. I like, saw games, today. I, games get yeah. announced and they get dropped like the next week. Like it's just, it's yeah, like that's... someone's like messing around with the speed of a, of like a record or something like that. I can't well, keep look... up with it. Like. Let's not talk about Bill and Ted because that's a whole different We're going to have show. to save that for a whole different show, Wednesday actually. or Saturday, depending on your choice of listening. But yes, before, I am excited because I, my, we should really do an episode on The Sims in and of itself. But yeah. with The Sims, whenever something comes out with The Sims, I always like, I'm going to love that and I'm going to disappear from the world. For a decent, I think actually the very first game corner was just about me and Katie's experience of just disappearing from the planet Earth for a decent whack of months. Like, but well, this, yeah, looks, this looks really good. This looks it's, like it's going to be something great. The first image I know that listeners won't get the benefit. The first image I found was a uh, oh my goodness, what are the the Twi'lek? A Twi'lek handing a rose to a stormtrooper who looks, despite wearing a helmet, startled. So mm. if it's got a sense of humor, I'm all for it. Like, totally, totally. Well, look, at least it might make people have some affinity towards Batu because nobody cares about it. So and Hondo's in it, and like I will give almost anything a chance if Hondo's in it. You put Hondo in a Twilight movie, I will go see that Twilight movie. No shame, but it's not my thing. But if Hondo's Fair. in it, I'll be there. He doesn't even Fair. need to be the love interest. Just put him in it for a few minutes. I'll be there. Well, that's the news anyway that I had. So that's that's a bit of Star Wars gaming to look forward to, I suppose. And also uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is coming out around the uh, middle of October, I believe. Mm. So yeah, there is, there is a bit of future to look forward to, I suppose, um, going forward. But what I think, what I want to do on this is um, give people the opportunity to play some stuff that they have or hear about stuff that they haven't heard of before. Yeah, let's let's do your kind of top five, your best hits, because I know you are a proper archivist. So, what's your first pick? I'm going to do them in no particular order, just because you know they're all worth your your chance. They're all your children. That's fine. I get it. <laughs> well, I wish I wish I was working on some of them because that'd be unbelievable. <laughs> but um, you know, it just is what it is. Um. Mm. So look, the first one to kind of talk about, obviously it was like my first kind of real experience with it. And I, I kind of touched on it. Um, for me, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh my God, this is a game changer. Uh, Rebel Assault 2, right. not, not the best game of all time, I will admit, right? Clunky, messy, shows its age. Came out in 1995 for DOS, PlayStation and Windows, right? Right. But the story was so unique. Story was so unique. Uh, basically, you're going on a mission to find a hidden TIE fighter. And you need to steal one away from the Empire. Right. Um, and that was the, the whole concept for me was just so, so wild. I was like eight. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. This is so weird. Actually, younger. Um, 
it, it was weird because like I didn't think that was a thing. I remember renting it when my dad rented it for me, and I took it home. And remember when you get a game on a Friday night and it had to be good, or your weekend yeah, was ruined. I, I had no other games. Yes, because now and again I would get like a PC game as a kid, and it was just incomprehensible. And I was like, ah, oh, well, gotta wait six days until we rent Episode One Racer again. Oh, absolutely. That absolutely that was that was it. You know, I remember renting this and. I played it and then I rented it again and again and again and eventually I bought it and it was just like this is incredible. So again, it was the first time they really kind of like I'm like oh wow these are all no one from the Star Wars movies are in this obviously because it was what like ten twelve years after the mm-hmm. after Jedi. Um, but all the all the all the the iconography was there and the costumes was there and that kind of stuff. But like to put this into context, when I got my first Millennium Falcon. There was a mission where you would fly the Millennium Falcon in your TIE fighter gear. Mm. When I, the first time I got the TIE fighter, my Millennium Falcon, I put the not TIE fighter gear, the the Rebel orange jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, would recreate that mission rather than putting Han Solo in the cockpit. <laughs> so I was like, I mean, that made a bigger impact impact on me, and um, it's just great. Like if you haven't played it, maybe give it a miss, but definitely watch the FMVs. Um, the movie is quite good too, um, but yeah, look, it's it has to go up there because it, it was a game changer for me. So personally. what? So what's kind of the? I'm uh, I have a few images. I might put them on the thumbnail for the video. But like, mm. what was kind of the layout? Are we talking a shooter? Are we talking a space shooter? What kind? Kind of, of every kind of everything, okay. right? So it was it, it was a mainly vehicle based. That's what right. was cool as well. So I kind of played like Rogue Squadron, um, but it was more clunky. But it had elements where it was like on rail shooting as well. Yeah. So there was one horrible mission where you're in the ca- in the canyon, you're going back and forward, and it was impossible trying to fly uh, what um, a B bomber just really clunkily. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, it was it was one of those things when you beat it, you're like oh my god, this is great, and then flying the Phantom Tie Fighter mm. was just amazing. You're like oh my god, this thing's so powerful, right? Because you never saw it before. Like that's the thing; it was just mm. a totally new completely different thing and just blew everything out of the water for me even on a playstation you know which to be fair did its best but you know could only do so much um but but from a story point of view you've hit upon sort of the the rogue the rogue one magic ingredient which is most of the pc games are just small stories that are part of the star wars universe they aren't trying to be the biggest and baddest and most scary thing ever yeah, like this They're, is a mission. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This was just a mission, like, you and know, that and makes that and like, that makes the stakes feel almost higher. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that was something that I thought was the best combination for a Star Wars game. That's what Star Wars game should be. It should just be. Yeah. So it just kind of, um, you know, opened up the possibility of what was what was available and stuff like that, and it kind of opened stuff beyond just the Star Wars canon over and over again. The same hero's journey story. I think the best Star Wars games are small stories or even bigger stories, but focus on different things. And this was kind of my first experience towards it. My next pick came along two years later. Um, I'm going to kind of roll into that now. The next one that I go for is Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. This is one of the big famous ones now. This is one of the big famous ones. Now, can I just say, Jedi Knight 2 is a better game. Right. Jedi Academy is a better game again, right? And they're actually both out for the PlayStation 4. So if you have a PlayStation 4, I'm replaying them on that, and it's super fun. 
But Dark Forces 2 has called Katana in it. And it's, it's <laughs> yeah, maybe for, for the relative Star Wars newbies, let's back up a bit. Who is Kyle Katan? Kyle Katan is the best Star Wars character. <laughs> right, that's quite an endorsement. Well, he's the man who stole the Death Star plans. Originally? No, he did. Okay. Um, <laughs> he stole the Death Star plans. <laughs> so he, like, in the first mission of Dark Forces, that's what you do. And Dark Forces is basically a Doom clone. Right. right, it just is. But it, it, you know, the first mission you go in and you steal the Death Star plans, and that's then it kind of goes on and does its own thing. Dark Forces Two is more interesting because you become a Jedi, as well. It's your, it's your story to being a Jedi, and you don't right. want to be. Um, like you really don't want to be, and it's kind of going back and forth to it. But the story is great, and it has some really good moments in it where you're trying to hunt down. You're being hunted by the Sith Lord, but not really a Sith Lord because mm-hmm. it's, you know. <laughs> he's not Fader and he's kind of just off doing his own thing so when you kill Jarek or when you find Jarek it's not the same thing but the SM- the FMVs and acting in it are actually unbelievable again if you don't want to play the game just watch the FMVs for the story um, and the cool thing about it is this is like one of the first real times that the tropes of good and evil kind of became a thing okay. so you would if you were good you get the good ending if you were bad you get the Sith ending and the Sith ending is the Emperor, basically. And it's oh, fast. so we're getting into the cool sort of... Really I mean, is. I know no. you're going to hate me for this, but the kind of Mass Effect-type um, morality system that's in like, to the Old Republic first, and all like that kind of yeah. type of gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, it kind of links it up with when you're a Force user, that's what kind of happens. What I will say is the CGI does not age well, because obviously you didn't have the budget <laughs> to do on-location stuff, so... It's literally a lot of green screen, but that's what Lucasfilm did, right? That's what LucasArts did. They were always pushing it and developing it. But um, the gameplay is great. It starts off as a, a um, first-person shooter, but then you know you get to use a lightsaber and force power and all this kind of stuff, and that gets refined and refined and refined mm. until you get to Jedi Academy, where it's like actually Outcast or Academy, depending on the day, is better or the other. Like Outcast, you can like decapitate people and cut people's arms off and stuff mm. it's it's mad you really are like a super jedi in that but um yeah if you're looking for a good call katan story you know start off with dark forces 2 then play outcast and then play academy and a, a great book as well um is i jedi which is my favorite star wars book mm. um like and it's all because of this so this, the whole jedi knight series is definitely worth your time if you're a star wars fan Really, there's there's no no excuse for you not not to have played this because it's it's some of the best. But if you don't want to play it, watch the movies that are on YouTube, are on YouTube, and um, read the books. But uh, look, well before you, have, you before you go on to your next pick though, it's because yeah. like we are because we, we talk off the air. We're both big kind of red letter media fans, and like mm. they kind of talk frequently about Star Wars being creatively bankrupt. You know. A uh, scrappy person up against an evil empire led by a person in a black cape. But like it used to be mentioned the sandbox earlier, the video games, perhaps by way of not having that mass appeal, really had the freedom to just flesh things out, didn't they? And create new things. Well, that's it. You know, it's like it's got to do with what the perception of Star Wars is. And that we saw with them, and I'm not going to harp on the movies because. God, we do. We've done like sixty check, episodes. Check, so check episodes one through fifty-seven, if exactly. not more. Like you know, yeah, you don't you don't need to hear that. But yeah. it's like the thing about Star Wars is it's always been a sandbox, 
All right. It's always been, there's always been a place where you can go in and you can get the story that you like. It's just why it's mad when you hear people going, oh, there's no women with stars. I'm like, are you for real? <laughs> You're real. There's like, there's gay Star Wars characters. There's a trans woman in Star Wars, mm. I believe. Um, it, it has this massive, crazy, diverse list of Star Wars characters and Star Wars lore and stuff like that. It's just not in the movies because the movies aren't for the general public. They're for the yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like everything and, else, yeah. you know, and, and that's it. You know, it's like if you boil something down to it's, and again, and the reason why is because the people creating this media realized, oh, if we if we tell the story again, we're just going to hit the same problem. And they did, to be fair, they did do that in the books mm. where, you know, um, Jason and Jaina Solo ended up just repeating the saga again with Darth Kalius. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's good, but it's like, you've seen it, right? So that's why they're like, oh, if we just tell other stories <laughs> with other characters, <laughs> doing other things. And it's like, yeah, so the game in Division and the books, Division figured this out 30 years ago. Mm. And now Lucasfilm, well, under Disney are like, oh crap, right, we better, we better try to do that because <laughs> we're yeah, in a lot of trouble. It's, it's funny, it's because like, the only comparison I can think of is like, imagine, a par- like, I know you're not the biggest Star Trek fan, but imagine a parallel universe where apart from like the super fans, the only things people knew about Star Trek were the original three series and those reboots they did like back in 2009 and didn't know Picard, didn't know Next Generation, Voyager, mm. all that kind of stuff. And all the fans knew it. But then you have people coming up to you going, oh, Star Trek, Kirk, Spock, nothing else happening. And your brain just short circus with all the information you want to get across in a really short amount of time, you know? It's not even that. It's like, at least that was done from a good place, Mm. I suppose. The new Star Wars movies were done cynically. And the difference was with these games and books they weren't done cynically. Obviously, they're done to make money because, look, everyone likes money, right? Yeah. But what I mean is, it's like, these were fans who grew up on the movies mm. and wanted to tell the story. And they were allowed to. Because at the end of the day, well, game development is hard. And, you, you know, I listen to this show a lot and it's great when you have game developers on. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's like, yeah, it is. Um, and it's like, that's the thing. You know, while it's difficult, they're also given a lot of freedom because they own the studio. And the expensive part with the performative actors and stuff, you know, they they were able to tell their story. Now again, the CGI looks terrible, but it didn't look terrible for nineteen ninety what nineteen ninety seven. Well, look, I'm a oh. I'm a person who will always, if given the chance, watch Star Wars with the original effects. So I'll forgive graphics any day of the week if it's in service of something interesting. You know, I yeah. feel like not to go too far off topic, but I feel like a lot of games get by on the pretty graphics and not a lot of heft to them these days. And that's not a Star Wars thing necessarily. But I think... Well, look, on that point, I don't get much chance to play games that much, as much as I'd like to anymore. Yeah. So when I do, it's an hour here and there and stuff like that. And last night I was... The main game... Like last night I was playing um, Jedi Academy. Right. And it's the first game that actually hooked me in a long time. Other than Battlefront 2. Um, but normally when I'm playing start playing games nowadays, I'm like, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> oh, I'm bored. Oh, I'm bored. And like, you know, that's what kind of happens. But I was playing Academy, which is a game that came out in 2003, and I was incredibly hooked. So it's like, there you go. It's graphics aren't everything. It's about the story. It's the gameplay. It's the fun you're having. It's the challenge. You know, and, and that's what I'm saying. If you're looking for that 
there really is no excuse to go and play it. Like, they've been on GOG forever. They're on Steam, but now they're on the PS4. So, you have a PS4, go for it. And it's also on the Switch as well, which you'd be happy about, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a shocking, like, lack of Star Wars games on the mm. Switch. Like, I assume that that was, like, maybe they signed a deal with PlayStation or something like that. Some, something I, I, I beyond me easy. there. I think it's easier just to develop on a, PS, on a PlayStation 4, to be honest with you. Yeah, I suppose so. Listen, we're right. running up against it slightly time-wise. Yep. I may okay. have you back on to do the further list of games, but you've one Absolutely. more pick for us before we wrap. All right. Well, look, we, we, I'll, I'll go with an easy one then. Uh, Knights of the Republic. Yes. Have to. Have to, have to, have to. And I'd love to come back to finish this, so we totally will. Uh, Knights of the Republic is the Star Wars game. Mm. Right? It's the one game that if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't played it, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Right? Yeah, yeah. get in there now before a film comes out that doesn't get the point or something yeah. like that. Totally, totally. Now, I will have to say, when I go back, and if, if I'm playing these, I will go back and play the second one faster solely because you get the lightsaber straight away mm. or almost straight away so you get to have a bit and you get force powers almost straight away um there isn't like an hour and a half of running around Taris before you get your lightsaber yeah yeah, yeah so i'm like oh i kind of want to use force powers right now um but look from a story standpoint knights of the public is the game to play it's mm. it's unbelievable i remember it's the reason why i got an xbox i got an xbox um in 2004 um, and I got it solely for Knights of the Republic and Halo, and that was it. Didn't care about anything else. Literally, and then it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, and I remember picking it up, playing it, been blown away by the by the twist. Um, and just it's it's it, it's incredible. Like I cannot emphasize how much of an impact this game has had on me. Um, as a as a fan, as a uh, you know, as as a even as a gamer and that, it's great. It introduced so many characters, introduced so much gameplay mechanic. Obviously, introduced the whole fa- uh, Mass Effect mm. um, character progression system and morality playing system. Um, I have, I have um, Revan, Malik, and Bastila all as action figures. Mm. Um, you know, I, I I love them. It's unbelievable. Like it's it's so beyond it's so beyond anything else in any franchise as far as it's a movie series but was bested in every conceivable way by <laughs> different media um it, it's incredible like it, it it nails the tone it nails the feel it's just it's everything you want and it's a great world to go back to and you get to see so many different parts of the galaxy you get to you know go to the the deserts of uh, Tatooine you get to go to Dantooine you go to um you go to Nashida, you end up going to the sit home world, um, which will always be um, not the new one. I know they changed the name. So what's well, the, what was the original name? Uh, you know what? I cannot remember. So I'm going to have a quick, I'm going to have a quick Google here. <laughs> uh, sit home. Coraban. Yeah. It's always going to be Coraban. Not, not whatever they call it now. Coraban. That is fake news, whatever they call it now. It's yeah, I, I remember watching this. They, I, for context, I believe they changed it in an episode of Clone Wars because George Lucas just didn't like the sound of it or something like that. And I remember my brother like throwing something at the screen or something like that. I was like, mm. so, something's going on here. Well, what, well, well what, I liked, what I liked about the Star Wars, what I liked about Coraban in particular mm. It was the first time you got to see it. 
And yeah. also it was done like ancient Egypt where you go through the tombs and like the Valley of the Kings. And it's just like, man, this is so cool. This creativity is unbelievable. And remember, this came out around the same time as the prequel. So people were going, oh, the prequels aren't great. I'm like, yeah, but look what it gave us. Yeah. I suppose really, because oh. like I started playing uh, KOTOR, as it's affectionately called, uh, on your many, 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 many recommendations back when I first started doing these things. And like the, the two things that really jump out at you is it's got the tone of the original Star Wars, that slight grittiness to it that seems yeah, to have disappeared. Lived in. Yeah, lived in. Yeah. Lived in. And that you hit my second point there, which is that you, you get the sense that you could play this and it's so removed from the actual plot of all the other stuff that it really feels like a lived-in universe. It mm. feels like this... I know we said that about the first game as well, but like this one in particular, it feels like all the characters have their own cultures and all that kind of stuff. They're not just plucking things. It feels both brand new and faithful at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, it's, it, it's the major like, downfall of what Disney have done by wiping out, and they've realized this now because, mark my words, they're going to roll back on this mm. uh, because they have to because it's like, whoa, we have everything we need right here. Like yeah. it's, it's all here. Um, and it's like, they, if you haven't played it, when the first, I will be honest, the first hour is a bit, it, it, it's, it's not great. Um, but after that, it's like, that's like all RPGs, right? All, all RPGs are kind of, you know, you gotta escape, and Bethesda ones are the worst. Oh, you got to go through the prison. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you gotta wake up. So you know, stick with it and then go through it. But when it really gets going, you have it, it's the most Star Warsy Star Star Wars thing yeah. ever, and it's just it's it's an absolute masterwork. And um, there were talks of a, a remake or remastering in the Unity engine, I believe, but or the Unreal engine. I can't remember which one. And um, Disney killed that, which sucked because it looked great. So we might get that eventually. But well, um, maybe I just I'd be I think they'd be mad not to either do a sequel or remake if they're planning on doing a film, like you know, because like, yeah, like it's just it's free money. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's free money, and people will pay for it, and that's the thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like they have to license it out. Well, I think the biggest problem with the new the new approach is do you want to create recreate the wheel? The wheel was already recreated, mm. and Star Wars Kotor did that in every way. It's it's why like now when the Kotor came out, I think it was two thousand two thousand and three. Yeah, it's nearly twenty years, and people still hold that up as the benchmark. Yeah, and it's yeah. worth like pointing out that actually I'm slightly nervous about. I know a lot of people are excited about a Knights of the Old Republic film, but even as someone who didn't grow up with this, I kind of want this corner of the universe safe. Like Stevie got into Star Wars through the Knights of the Old Republic comics. So, like, mm. this is its own little breathing ecosystem. Like, you know, if you swapped out the names of the Sith and stuff, it could be its own thing. So how do you feel about, in a weird way, this being pushed to the forefront of, like, kind of pop culture and that kind of stuff? Hire Keanu Reeves, B11, <laughs> and then you're good. You'll Excellent. be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> like, literally, that's all you got to do. Um, Malik like, and Revan's excellent adventure. Ah, be great, It'd be awesome. Um, but like, no, seriously, like that—that that would be a good choice mm. um, because he's a mute protagonist. Yeah. So it's like, Keanu Reeves can do that, right? It's like mm. he doesn't have to really do much. Um, but no, look, I think if they could do it well, um, I think they got their ass kicked so thoroughly 
in general that they nearly mm. killed the franchise that they have mm. to start digging up. It's like what we talked about on the show um, yeah. last week with DC, where they got their face pummeled <laughs> so badly that they're like, oh, all we have to do is unlock the multiverse? Cool. Star Wars can do the same thing. All we have to do is unlock the expanded universe? Cool. Let's do that. And I think the games are a great way to kind of field mm. test that. I guarantee you, if you re-release these games, any of the ones that I've picked, and even with the ones on the PS4, they're selling quite well too. So it's just, it's there, man. It's there. But look, we'll leave it there. And, um, you know, I don't want to keep you here all night, but have a few, I have two more really good picks that we'll get to. Tell you what, um, I, I challenge you to get this Sims Star Wars download and we'll review that and cover the other two next time you're on. Okay, that's that. So that's out on, what, mid-September? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, I'll pop back on then when I get it, and uh, we'll do a review then and do that. Cool, man. Okay. Good to me. Well, before we wrap, is there anything you want to say about Star Wars in general, or on the air, or just about the world at, at large? Because this episode will be going out tomorrow, which is it's swifter than usual for my turnover. Cool. Um, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on, Kane. No worries. Always a pleasure. As somebody who uploads all the shows and stuff like that, it's always a pleasure to listen to who you have on. Um, oh well thank you no 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 worries it's it's only the truth and um yeah i i think it's great i've loved what i've seen about the show growing since it started so to be honest it's it's quite good you know i know our own show is very very hectic and very crazy (laughs) but a nice focus on it (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah so that, that that first of all that's that's great but um yeah, anyone who's listening, thanks very much for checking us out. Um, you know, Nerd to Know Media is, exists because you guys. Mm. So, um, you know, if you like what you hear, subscribe. That'd be fantastic. And um, Star Wars in general, look, it seems like we've turned a corner now. So I'm excited to see what the Sims game is going to be like. Mm. So it'll be fun. Yeah, because what it represents, not to kind of get too, like, kind of excited over, like, a Sims DLC, but, like, what it says to me is that, okay... When Star Wars got bought out, they were so panicked about what is allowed and what isn't that they burned up all the goodwill and all that kind of stuff. If they're letting it be a bit goofy, to me, that's a positive indication like, oh, we're relaxing a little bit. And we're yeah. going to let people just play with it and see what happens. You know, That's what they, that's what they needed. They were so afraid of someone breaking their $4 billion yeah, 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 which is understandable, but like you know, but they broke it themselves. <laughs> they broke it themselves. So it's more, more like you know, um, they were like an older sibling who got like this great toy, and like they broke the arm off, it and they're giving it to their younger sibling to go here. This is for you, and the other sibling, the younger sibling's like, yay, you know, <laughs> new toy, and it's like missing an arm, but you know, they love it more than anyone else. So that seems to be what's happening. Yeah, there's like a. I'm sure there's some Darth Vader parallel fall to the dark side that could be drawn out from that, but we're recording way too late at night. <laughs> well, look, you know, we'll just see what happens. We'll just see what happens, and that's all we can do. But yeah, other, yeah. Other than that, you know, if anyone is, was on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at DaraWV. Go over and check out nerdtonomedia.com, and uh, that's all I've got to say. And I can guarantee if you hit up Dara with a Star Wars question, he will probably have the answer. I would do my best. I would do my best. But remember, guys, anything Disney, Disney say is false news. Fake news. So just check that out. We, all, we got so close. We, we were like a minute from the end without controversy. We got so close. <laughs> you know what? I, I was tempted to take that out in editing, but I'll leave it. 
<laughs> all they right, know. Da- they know what they do. They yeah, know yeah, they exactly. Do. They know us by now. All right, Dara, thank you so much for giving up time from your very, very busy schedule. No worries, man. Anytime. No worries. And if you've enjoyed this show, uh, feel free to like check out the other episodes. And if you would fancy appearing on the show, this show is, in case it's your first one, uh, is designed to kind of reach out and meet new people. We've had some really, really good guests on the last few. Like we had uh, Dave on last week talking about his monk training. Uh, we had Michael Hilliard on talking about his Russian shooters and Lucas about uh, all the stuff in Vegas. So like we've had a lots of really cool people who've literally just reached out to us like and said, hey, can I be on this thing? So if you're listening, come hit us up on the Nerd to Know Media or the facebook page i'm always excited to meet new people and otherwise thank you very much for tuning in i have been keanu calicon and this has been dara and we'll see you at the same time next week give a wave dara virtual wave bye guys bye bye Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.